Well, for those of you listening on podcast or audio boom, you are very lucky because both Mark and I look as rough as arses today. Thank you very much. I thought it looked quite nice today. He hasn't shaved and I have got the worst roots ever. Those of you joining us on YouTube, we apologise. But it's not, it doesn't matter what we look like. It's what we're talking about. And so many people have asked us to talk about blended families, step-parents, step-families, step-children. And we certainly have um, that experience, Mark and I. When I met Mark, you had two children. Not the last count, yeah. <laughs> so, was is he seven? She was eight. Izzy was at eight. 2001, uh, hang on, 2001 we met, she was born 93. Yeah, she was eight. And Fleur was three. Baby. A baby. baby. Yeah. A beautiful little baby, has to be said, as was Izzy. Um, well, let's go back. Let's mm. go way, way back. Yeah, let's go on a journey. To when I was growing up and I didn't believe in marriage at all. Sorry, I've blocked tears. <laughs> I didn't believe in marriage at all. Um, and I always used to say, oh, if I ever got married, I'd make sure I'd get married five or six times. Because <laughs> I couldn't understand why anyone would just stay with one person and one person would annoy me. Oh, and then I moved on from that as I, as I grew up. <laughs> and then I, you know, as we do, we start writing our lists, don't we? And then it became... Oh, the one thing I would never do, ever, is marry somebody that already had children. Mm. And I think that comes from the fact that I did grow up in a very um, traditional setup. Mum and dad, my mum and dad, still live next door, still together. My dad's 85, my mum's 80, and they're still together and still happy, apart from when she drinks all the gin. Um, and. I had a very close, intense relationship with my siblings, my two sisters. And so whenever I was thinking about what sort of a life I was going to have and what, what sort of relationship I was going to have, the idea of somebody arriving with a family, to me, I just couldn't, I just couldn't contemplate it, couldn't fathom it. So... What about you when you were growing up? Did you ever well, think I you'd think, be part of a blended family? Well, I think as I hear you saying that, I'm thinking of, I'm taking myself back pre-children. And I, I, I don't, if, if, if one's really honest, I don't think anyone prefers the idea mm. of shacking up, settling down, meeting the love of their life, and there already being any children in tow. Mm. And I don't think that's a bad thing to say. I, I think. But I think I was so emphatic about it. People probably don't think about it. They probably think... Oh, I'm going to meet the person I love, I'm going to sit down and have children. But I had this thing, I wasn't, the one thing I wasn't going to do, I wasn't going to be with somebody that had children. You see, that's curious that you say people don't think about it. You came from a sort of, in inverted commas, happily, happily married family. You know, having grown up in a single parent household where I'd seen repeated relationships come and go, I was very used to being the child in the other child, the person yeah. who's already got a child situation. So I mm. was the Fleur, I was the Izzy for most of my childhood. And I think the thing for me, or I think something that maybe women who meet men who have children don't, don't assume, is that actually um, it really wasn't something that I desired or wanted. It really wasn't the consequence of a sort of lausch lifestyle 
you know, sort of burning the candle at both ends, becoming a baby father, etc., etc., which which is where I ended up feeling I was when I met you. I thought mm. I was tainted. I thought I was damaged goods, not in terms of the children, not in terms of Izzy and Fleur. I would protect them to the hilt. I was their father. They were my, they were my my pride. I would like a lioness or a lion i would i would look after them and they were my they were my tribe but i was off the market i was damaged mm. goods i was mm. finished i think if you're honest you did feel that yeah mm. that it was a massive mark against you that you already had children well, I mean, and that, i think that's quite interesting because i think so many women feel like that women single parents yeah they feel like who's gonna who's gonna actually want to take me on who's gonna love me who's gonna want to settle down with me as i already have yeah. this child i mean i think the difference is i never knew my father and i also vowed so i vowed two things as a child i would always be there for whatever child i had i wanted a family i wanted a family with children and I always vowed that whatever happened, even though I hadn't even really as a child thought that this could happen, despite being surrounded by broken, blended family type situations, um, I always vowed that I would never not be in my children's life. And with the birth of Izzy and the birth of Fleur, both in very different circumstances, I knew that I would be there in their lives forever. I didn't want to shirk a responsibility. I didn't want to step back. If anything, I wanted to step forward. And I think to that extent, I can really relate to you know, single parents, women who have children already from other marriages mm. looking for partners. Because for me, there was the same level of intensity. It wasn't like I was a guy who happened to have a kid. Yeah. I had friends who had children, but through no fault of their own, they would see once every three months. Yeah. But I think what complicated it for you and for your... What worried you more was, of course, that you both these children for different mothers. Yeah. And there is a lot that comes with that, whether oh, we like absolutely. it or not. So I'm thinking, oh, okay, so he's got two children. He's got two children from mm. two different mothers. Mm. And you carried such shame and guilt about that, didn't you? I would say that the shame and guilt of them both having different mothers was what caused the majority of my alcoholism. I drank on it. I drank on the fact uh, I don't think it caused your alcoholism. No, no, no. They, I they think that didn't you drank very heavily on it because you didn't know how to yeah, deal yeah, with it. Yeah, but I saw it. I saw it as the. It was the major fracture in my life because at, for, at the age of let's go back to the age of twenty one, twenty two, twenty three, come out of college, college sweetheart, virtually married, been together for however many years. We have Izzy. For whatever reasons, that relationship floundered, um, like many relationships do. Mm. in your early 20s well, you're very young very and then young. through you could say a sort of a sort of brief soiree of kind of you know living fast and and dying young but not quite dying you know within the melee of all of that sort of madness and excitement yeah Fleur, Fleur arrived and and so yeah you know I remember a colleague of mine and he'll remember who he was Johnny uh saying to me my god Mark doesn't look great on a resume, does it? And I felt that. I felt that so keenly. I felt, but at the same time, I felt huge protection of my girls. In a way, the sacrifice I was willing to make was to never, ever successfully, it makes me want to get really upset, but never, ever settle down for the sake of looking after them as best as I could as an absent father for both of them. You know, and 
I didn't want them to have the situation that I had with my father, where, you know, it, just because you don't have a father in your life, they can be the most present father due to their absence. And I didn't want that to happen for either of my girls. They, I would kill for them, I would protect them, you know, I would do anything for them within the limitations of seeing them as often as I could, and I was always trying to see them as much as I could. You know, things become more different when they're teenagers and everyone's got their own demands and needs and, you know, thankfully they're not thinking about their, their father or mother at that, at that point, but... Well, but let's go back a bit and let's not get to teenage. Let's go back a bit and go back to what... Because I think this podcast is a massive one. Mm. It's not... We can't cover all of this in one no. podcast. I think we should go rewind a bit and go back to those early days because... But I, I don't know how much we actually really know about how the other one felt in those early days mm. about it. Um, because you said something earlier today and I thought, oh my goodness, that's interesting. I never, I was, everything was always about how did I, for myself, how do I think about this? How do I feel about this? How will I manage the fact that I will be, um, you know, this man that I've met and that I like in the early days already has children. But I never really thought about what might be going on in your head. You know, how's this going to affect my children meeting this woman? Mm. So what, what, what was going through your head? Well, if I'm honest, there was a... Having had, a, you know, a couple of girlfriends, not introducing some of them to either children, then having quite a meaningful relationship before you and introducing um, them... Well, certainly Izzy, because she was older. I mean, Fleur was such a baby when we met that it wasn't appropriate. So, you know, I was already in that stage of my life where, it, we, we, you know, in a sort of very confused manner between myself and both the girls' mums, we would decide whether it was appropriate they met certain partners. And with the partner before you, it was with Izzy. Izzy had a relationship with her. Um, so, of course, as I, as I knew our relationship was developing, it was key to me that it wasn't just a case of, I can't just introduce them to anyone yeah. if it's not meaningful. And yet things were moving very fast for both of us, and they were moving very... Quickly, I mean, it must be moving quickly because you were pregnant within six months. But things, matters of the heart, were moving very quickly, and and so it was very. I, I was full of trepidation. You could say it was a very chaotic time, and at the same time, you could probably say we we I introduced you to the girl to to, to Izzy too early, but because I we, think so. Yeah, I think you did, and I th I felt quite a lot of pressure. It was I felt you were wanting because you were like an open wound about. Um, the whole issue with them and I felt you wanted me to meet her really quickly so that you could feel better about mm. it so that you wouldn't be worrying about mm. if this could go wrong and so you know I'm older and wiser now but I probably with hindsight which is, would have said well, I think we should just wait but if we'd waited any longer we would have had a child together before yeah, she met you exactly but <laughs> the but is we aren't really that those kind of people on no. paper. That is the right way to no. do it. But uh, what I would say is, in my, um, you know, what, one, one of the good things about me is that you probably felt that I was going to be lovely to her. Oh, I trust you. You probably felt very pretty quickly. secure I... that I was going to be lovely with her. You, uh, at that time, I had a lot of children in my life. I had my nephews. Yeah. You saw how I was yeah. with children. It wasn't like I was going to be the spiky, cold, jealous girlfriend that some people can be, can't they, when they, when they meet mm. the stepdaughters. 
How did you find out that I had children? At what, at what point? You told me really early. Well, you told me yeah, the I first day to, I met you. Yeah. Well, I would talk about them. At work? I would always talk about them. You showed me a picture of them. That's the dog, by the way, if you can hear scratching. That's her tail. There it is. Um, yeah, I mean, I remember when you showed me the photo of them and I heard their names, Izzy and Fleur, and you showed me this photo and it was just... it was you, they were just so beautiful and so cool. And it was one of those photos you might see in Elle magazine. And I thought, bloody hell, he's so cool. And like, even his girls are just like so gorgeous. And oh my God, what must their mums have been like? They're so gorgeous. And I just felt completely intimidated by these two children and the life that you must have had. Funny, isn't, isn't it? Funny. I mean, isn't it funny the perspectives one's coming yeah. from? Well, that's what I always try and say yeah. to our girls. When you are frightened and you think everyone else mm. feels 100% confident, bet your bottom dollar they're all feeling yeah. frightened too. So I wasn't in the place of, oh my God, he's got these kids. Da, da, da. I was just like, oh my God, how am I going to live up but to this? But I think this? it's interesting they're going back to that time because if, if I'm honest... Because like even their names were like the names of a rock star kind of kids. You know, <laughs> Izzy and Fleur. It's just like, Oh my God! You know, I was thinking. I more thought like I was a rock star. And, no, but it was a really, it was a really. You know what I mean? They were just trendy names. Mm. They were just cool names, and I just thought, oh God, I'm a bit naff. I'm like this, like plump sort of D-list daytime TV presenter. If I'm absolutely mm. honest, that's what I thought. <laughs> it's so refreshing to hear this because, of course, I was coming from the perspective of. I really like this woman. And I could see, I, you know, what made us connect was that outside of the kind of vodka swilling, slightly kind of party-esque kind of madness, there was a fundamental core of softness, loyalty, that almost, I know I'm not a believer in the astrological signs, but we often say it, that sort of scorpion thing. I could see that you would be a loyal person. I could see, I could sense it from well, the we way... Well, we were working together, so we weren't yeah. drunk when we were no, working together. No, 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 absolutely. But I could see from both, you know, as you have conversations, mm. that I, you talked about Zach and Finley and your, your family, and it was a very intense sort of feeling. I felt very outside of that intensity in my own domestic English family. It wasn't there like that. You know, my nan was very intense, but not in the way that... I felt like I'd met, uh, you know, a kindred spirit. And so I, think some, I think some of that, what the speed of it is... Because in our business, you know, you go away, you spend hours hanging around together, you talk, people talk mm. in a very intense way. And I'm an intense person anyway, so I get right to the core of somebody. I meet somebody, I want to know everything about them, and da 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 and mm. I'm telling everybody, you know, I drive people mad, I'm telling them everything about myself, da da So we had, we did have a sort of sped up getting to know each mm. other. Going back to our earlier point, were we too, was it too soon? to introduce Izzy and actually we were talking to Izzy about this the other this day. Is amazing, Beautiful Izzy it? now 23 and one of my dearest friends yeah. um, living in Bristol in her lovely flat and, and I was saying to her do you, she was reminding us of what it felt like for her when she first met mm. us. What was it she was saying? I'm just worried you are in shot aren't you? Because yeah, that's totally what you shot. were doing when you were... Uh... I'm totally in shot. Okay cool. So what did she no she what did she say she what did no she was she talking said, about the fact she that said, she was in the car with me Well I Izzy I'm sorry but I'm not sure if this is totally true because she said I didn't know we were meeting somebody I, wouldn't I think that might just be yeah, memory because yeah. I think you would have told her and she said and then you pulled up and this just mad woman got in the car and went Hello, I hear I call you Bob. <laughs> because the week before Mark had got a letter from Izzy saying from now on, Dad, can you call me Bob? And and I fell a little bit in love with her at that point. I thought, oh, my God, she sounds so cute that she now wants to be called Bob. Mm. So Izzy 
telling retelling this story the other day. You jumped in the car. Hello, Bob. And she said, it was just this loads of, like, mad hair. It was before I had my balding gene. And um, she said, and then we took her to McDonald's. Did we? I thought you asked I mean, if she wanted fairy cakes. No, no. So we took her to McDonald's, and then on the way there, we sang, sing it. I lily lived, I lily lived in Lelalamster, Dalalam. The playlist where Lelalai was, And she said... What about your psychos? No, she said, and then that sort of broke the ice, because I sang this ridiculous song, and she wanted to learn this song. And then... She was mortified because then we came home and I'd got all this stuff to make cupcakes and I'd got icing, sugar, and I've got like all the sprinkles and everything. And I said, you know, we're going to make cupcakes, trying to be the perfect step girlfriend. And she said, hmm, I'm not sure if I want to eat those. I don't want to, I don't want to get fat. (laughs) And I was like, what the hell? I remember being mortified, like really embarrassed. Like I'd put my foot in it, that there was this, because she's so, so, I mean, this child was one of those children you're trying to avoid because you were just so clever that she'd put you to shame. Yeah. <laughs> She's just adorable. Um, but I remember thinking, mm, I remember thinking, I'm going to be honest here, that must be a bit what her mum is like. Because, well, of thanks. course, I didn't know. Couldn't be like me, for, for instance. Well, because you wouldn't have said that. I thought, well, her mum's somebody that doesn't eat cupcakes. Well, no, I certainly Shit. wouldn't have said that. <laughs> Shit. Um, and there I was, as plump as plump can be, thinking, oh, God, obviously obviously her mum is very skinny. <laughs> but, yeah, it was fun reminiscing over that last weekend. Of course, of course, Izzy was mortified that she'd said that. She immediately was like, oh, God, that's awful, I said but that. I, I was such a very little kid. But I think going back to, I think a lot of people, I'd have thought it would resonate for a lot of people, the, the tentativeness and the concern and the caution and the fear of going into a new relationship when you've got children, whether you're coming from a male perspective or a female perspective. From a male perspective, if you're the absent father, the assumption is everyone will think you are absent and without leave, you've done something wrong. And, and you know, whether the, whether you get into the rights and wrongs of why the relationship split up, but the, 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 there's a judgment, isn't there? And there's a sort of expectation. Well, and there's know, a sort of, there's a thing, isn't there, mm. called absent dads. And there's a thing which is, mm. oh, he's got kids. But I, I don't think, I think that's for men and women equally. No, that's what I'm saying. Because that's my female saying, friends talking. that have children on their own, they feel that as well. And I think yeah, you're right. I think yeah, people do have those prejudices and those assumptions. No, no, but absolutely. I think there's an assumption that the absent parent as a father mm. is sort of the creator of his own destiny and sort of yeah. is deserving of what yeah. he doesn't have. Whereas the, the mother is a sort of benign sort of presence. Well, if I'm honest, I did used to, not, not particularly about you, but I did, I hadn't really challenged myself on that way of thinking. I was just going along with the crowd. And, and of course, having been through all these years with you and seeing how the courts and how everything for me is just on the side of the women, I just, you know, for me, it feels like men are guilty until proven innocent. And I just, we yeah. don't have that anywhere else in our law. So I don't see why mm. we should have that with men. But... We, that's for another podcast. But what I would say is, um, in those early, not just days, weeks, months, years, the horror of the negotiations mm. bled into our relationship. Mm. I mean, it really, really did. And uh, you'd already been split up four years, I think, when we met. Mm. I, I've never got to know Izzy's mum. You were both still at loggerheads with each other. And I came into a situation and just thought, these two are just nutcases. Mm. They've just got to sort this out. We've got to just stop this anger and this rage because in the middle there's a child. And that was very wearisome. You know, sometimes I just used to think, 
is all we ever do talk about this. You know, when other people are in the beginning of their relationship and they're just being and doing whatever they want, it just felt we were just always talking about access and about there was always these all angry phone calls and and it does it really affects a relationship and I think that I think why a lot of people have asked us to do this podcast is that it's very very hard to navigate your way through that isn't mm. it somebody else's storm comes into your storm mm. I mean an ex is bad enough but an ex with children a lot of people just find that too much to bear and interestingly whilst we were thinking about doing this this podcast I was thinking, it's almost like there's another podcast on step-parenting and what it is to be a step-parent, yeah. whereas this I mean, is a sort of getting together with someone get, who's got kids. Yeah, I think we're realising um, that as we're talking yeah. about this, we've just, I think we should encapsulate, this is just at the very beginning, very beginning. because it's too much. But I was thinking to myself, I asked myself, I was trying to ask myself the question, I said, well, what if it, the ball had been on the other foot? How would you have been about Nadia having children? You wouldn't have accepted it. I wouldn't it. have been able to no. do it. So, because no, you don't even accept that I had ex-boyfriends. Well, no, but interestingly, in that, in that sense... I would have already made that prejudicial thought. Mm. I would have just considered off limits. You would have just swerved me. Yeah, swerved you completely. Yeah. And that's what I found, if I'm honest. Mm. I found that really... I, I found that re- the injustice of that really hard to bear. Mm. Because, as we've spoken about before, you did have huge jealousy issues about me having had a life and having exes beforehand. And I was thinking, oh my God, almost on a daily basis I'm dealing mm. with your exes and I, I'm loving your children and, and yet there's no acceptance the other way around. So I always knew that we would not have got together if I'd had children. Mm. However much you say you would have found me attractive, you, you wouldn't have. Mm. No, I agree. And I, I think that's a I'm defect. I almost feel like we're going to have a round now. <laughs> no, 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 no. I feel like I should go into the room over there and sort of flagellate myself. No, but, no, I, but think, I, I think I think let's interrogate that I because that. most of our listeners at the moment are women. Mm. Many of them will be women on their own with children. Yeah. Talk about that because that's their fear. Talk about that. What goes why, through a man's why mind? Why a man would consider not being well? I think if it's hard to say. I mean, I've never actually met a woman or sort of potentially become involved with a woman and then discovered that she had a child. I mean, it's just, it's just never happened. Um, but say but say you'd met me, you mm. knew like me, we were working together, mm. uh, we were flirting, we were having a good giggle, mm. we were obviously connecting, and we'd worked together for a week, and then we'd gone for that drink in the bar, and you were just like, oh, oh God, I really mm. like this girl. And then the next day I told you I had two children. Well, I wouldn't have run for the hills. No, but you know what, Mark? I... Be really, really honest. Let's not be politically no, correct here. What would you have thought that next day? Would you have thought, oh, shit? It's hard. It's hard to say what I would have actually thought then because what I think now is so different. Yeah. So... If you could what, rewind. What would, I, what would I have thought? I would have not... Th- I would have not judged you. No. I would have not judged you because I was in the situation and yeah. I did see an equality... I, I saw a balance between the two. I saw the flip... You know, there was an equality between mm. me and... and and I grew up with a single parent, you know, I understood mm. The, mm. The, the deal. Mm. Come on, um, cut to the chase. No, 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 no. But I'm, <laughs> I think I would have just... But I'm also, am I coming at it as a guy with two kids already? That, for me, would have been a heinously complicated scenario. Yeah, but you know what I'm asking here. I want to know what, you know... You're women are from I'm being, Venus. I'm, I'm trying to be sort no, of no, no, I don't want you. I'm not at all. I don't want you to be politically correct. Men are from Venus. No, women are from Venus, men are from Mars. And sometimes 
We just really don't know what goes on in your minds. No, you no, know? but I'm trying to. I'm trying, trying to. I'm, it's a process of getting there, mm. and you're sort of trying to suggest I'm being evasive. Oh, okay, and I'm not. okay, sorry. Um, you know, there are a whole range of mitigating circumstances. I was, a, as a single man with two of my own children, I wouldn't have said no to a relationship with that person. How I would have contended with the prospect of it becoming much more serious and us getting together and staying together, God only knows how complicated that would be. But perhaps a part of me, if I really, really fell in love and thought this was the woman of my dreams, would have thought, there's a way, there's a will, there's a way to make this work. So on the one hand, I'm saying I probably swerved them. But on the other, I never actually swerved on purpose. I never actually consciously thought, well, you know, I'm not But would it have put you off? The next morning, you go, oh, that's a shame, I really liked her. But, two kids... When I was in my, yeah, when I was in my sort of mad partying kind of antics, yes, because I'd have thought I've got enough on my plate with two children. Right. Or one child, you know, prior to Fleur. And I mean, the only reason we haven't talked about Fleur, I'm, I'm mindful of, about Fleur's contact, Fleur came in as a, as a toddler. And do you remember how brave she was? She came well, bowling in. I, I didn't know anything really about a three-year-old. I don't remember thinking, oh, she's very old the way she doesn't say about this and she doesn't talk about that. She was three. No, no. She was extraordinary. Bless her, she used to come in with overwhelm her with this yeah. great big huge pile of presents because we wanted, didn't right. want it to feel left out. And, and she was, was just so like a little doll. She was just like a little doll. And she didn't know who we were. And, of course, and there was all these children because yeah. we were living next door to my nephews. And yeah, yeah, yeah. so overwhelming for her. But she was purposeful in wanting to be in my life. She was purposeful about wanting to be in our life. But what's really interesting is that Fleur and Izzy obviously have a hugely shared experience of us, you as a stepmom, and, 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 and this situation. But you know? separately, because but separately. of course the access didn't really allow no, for no, them no. ever to be here no. together. So I'm telling you guys, this is such a complicated story, our story of a blended family. And look, we've only just started at the very beginning of meeting Izzy. We haven't even really got to Fleur and we're 25 no. minutes in. So I suggest that we... I haven't told you about the three others. <laughs> <laughs> so I suggest, because we have mostly talking, because we've mostly spoken, not talking, spoken about Izzy and those initial uh, months, why don't we stop here and then the next podcast pick up and take on if people want us to. Let, if you could leave us lots of comments and mm. uh, just saying if you'd like us to carry on because obviously... This is all very personal, but maybe it's not personal. Maybe it's not interesting. <laughs> Don't you know. always say that. Every, I know. Every I always podcast. worry. Mark so always tells me off. It's not but... that I'm sitting here thinking it's particularly interesting, but if we turn the cameras on and we're recording it, then that's just just. Yeah, but you it. can't get annoyed with me for saying that because I'm trying to always be authentic on those films, yeah, and no, and authentic. actually, as I was saying that, I saw you looking at me and glaring at me a bit, and I thought, oh god, you. yeah, he's right. I do do that at, at the end of every podcast, <laughs> but I can't help it. But um, yeah, just if you could leave comments below, that would be great. And if there's particular areas you want us to go in, because I think there's loads and loads mm, yeah, no, to are. talk about. I mean, and actually, this is a tips from our gorgeous Izzy, who watches these podcasts, and she said, don't rush ahead. Mm. She said, people are really interested with podcasts in the detail. So, that's so this, this, this has been about getting together with someone yeah. already with children. Yeah. Mm. So what would we say the next one would be? I think... Living with it. Yeah. Relating and we can tell to you them. all about Fleur. Being step parents. Yeah. And the, how it functions. I mean, it's complicated. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, everyone. Thanks Thank for you. listening. Bye. Bye. 
If you've enjoyed this, we'd love it if you left an honest review and rating. And uh, please subscribe so that you never miss an episode.